Hi there, and welcome to It's Coming with Kim and Christine. I'm Kim. And I'm Christine. And we are sisters, and this is our weekly podcast on the signs of the second coming. That's the title, It's Coming, because that's what we're talking about, is what are the signs that we're seeing around us that are prophesied signs of the second coming? And it is a sunny day in Colorado today. And I'm going to tell you what, Christine, this is what I love about Colorado. So many sunny days. I love it. Really? How's California today? You know what? California is called the Sunshine State. So I'm sure we have more than you if we were to look up how many. I thought Florida was the Sunshine State. In fact, it said that on my license plate when I lived in Florida. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we're not the Sunshine State. <laughs> That's actually Florida. But oh. you know what? I okay. actually have more days of sun in Denver than I did in Tampa. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. amazing. And I absolutely love it. If it didn't come with the snow, it'd be my favorite place to live. Well, but there's snow. Where I live, it gets too hot in the summer. So all those sunny days are, I'd rather have a few clouds. I swear after April, there are no clouds until November. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we do get some clouds here, but a lot of sunshine and I love it, but our temperatures don't get that bad. And especially because I live up in the mountains a little bit. So I actually stay even a little cooler in the summer than Denver. Yeah. Our temperature is comparable and I don't have a pool, so I don't think it's that cool. (laughs) Well, today we're talking about the opposite of sunshine. Our title of today's episode is Darkness. Darkness. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined the effect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was actually waiting to see if you do it. Okay. You do it again. Darkness. Yeah. It's so much better in a whisper, isn't it? Yeah. It's more intense and exciting. It's like Halloween. Yeah. All right. So that's our topic today. Darkness. I don't know. I'm a sunshine girl. Unless there's like twinkling city lights in the view or a beautiful sunrise coming with that darkness. But I'm guessing since we're talking signs of the second coming, there's none of that light. I uh, I have a lot of scriptures to share with you today. And I just want to say that I never even looked up the word darkness in a topical guide or something. These are just scriptures that I stumbled across. I can only imagine there are more if I actually did an actual search for them. <laughs> There's a lot. It's, it's, it's definitely a sign. Interesting. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. First, I want to kind of just say that it's possible that when they're talking about darkness, that sometimes it might be literal and sometimes it might be figurative. So spiritual darkness versus uh, it's dark outside. Right, right. For example, in um, Doctrine and Covenants section 112, verse 23, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, darkness covereth the earth, and gross darkness the minds of the people, and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. That one, I think, makes it really clear that it's actually talking about both kinds. Yeah, for sure. Other scriptures might be one, might be the other. We don't necessarily know. Do you remember us already talking about darkness once, Kim? I am sure at some point in time, it bubbled up as the sun being covered or something. Was there something like that once? I don't know. No? Okay. There was also, when we were talking about the seven trumps, the fourth angel, I'm going to read that scripture when the fourth angel sounded her trump or his trump. Okay. Revelation 8, 12, and the fourth angel sounded and the third part of the sun was smitten and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not 
for a third part of it and the night likewise. That Trump, I think, was actually the best Trump because it didn't include any <laughs> death or horribleness or natural disaster. Darkness over plagues. And totally will. Yes. Major tumult. Yeah. Okay. And it also makes it sound like it might even only be for a day. It's it's hard to say. You know, it's revelation. It, it might be more than that. But yeah, it's my favorite Trump. Because <laughs> it's only darkness. <laughs> I like how there's a favorite uh, Trump because none of the Trumps are supposed to be good. No, no, but that's my favorite angel right there. So I think it's talking about literal darkness, though, because it's specifically saying the sun and the moon and the stars that some of them will be darkened Mm -hmm. to some extent. I really do like light. So I can see where darkness can just not be a good feeling. And for some people, you know, maybe darkness doesn't doesn't have that same effect to it. But as we started out, I love the sunshine. I love light. I love the warmth that comes from it. And darkness is just cold. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just comparing it to those locusts that have the <laughs> hair of the woman. The hair the of the woman. Blade and the sting that hurts for five months. Or eyes falling out of sockets. Okay, I'll take darkness. I gotcha, I gotcha. I think it's better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to read a few other verses that I came across. Some of them were in Isaiah. Chapter 60, verse 2 says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the minds of the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. It's a little similar and a little different. In Isaiah 5, starting in 20, I think I I said 26 through 30, but sorry, this is so short, it can't possibly be four verses. <laughs> the Lord will lift an ensign to all nations. People will come with speed quickly across the land. Darkness and sorrow, the light is darkened in the heavens. Okay, I took some from 26 and then some from 30. So that kind of puts it in a little bit of a time frame. Because when the scriptures talk about the Lord lifting an ensign to all nations and people coming, I originally thought that was talking about, you know, the ensign is the gospel and and that people would be gathered. And, and that still might be correct. But I also found it in conjunction a lot with the building of the New Jerusalem, that that in the last days is a physical ensign and that people would come to it. And it kind of maybe, maybe could be referring to that time period and then talk, talking about darkness and sorrow if we want to put a time frame on it. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Okay. In Isaiah 9:19, it says, through the wrath of the Lord, the land is darkened. So he's saying that it's darkened through the wrath of the Lord. So Jesus is ticked off. Yeah, so that one definitely probably speaks more to physical darkness and yes. trying to get people's attention. <laughs> because if Jesus is darkening things, he's not darkening anyone's mind. That right. somehow he rolls. And then in Isaiah 53, here Isaiah is speaking messianically, so it's kind of like Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. And he says, I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. Sounds more... Physical. Physical darkness. In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise, shine forth, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. So that same phrase again. 
But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Hmm. I think, again, that is talking about both physical and spiritual. We really haven't had much in terms of history, have we, where the where we've lost physical light, other than maybe we've talked about like a volcano going off and how the ash and all of that darkens the sun. But And maybe I'm just trying to think if there's been other things in history that would help us maybe see it through that lens to think, how does that happen, right? Like the sun is there. Where does it go? I know that is, it's one of the big reasons why I really think that second Trump is a volcano, personally, because (laughs) that's the only thing I know of that causes this, you know, and it causes it around the world. Well, at least it did in uh, with Mount Tambora in 1815, which is uh, just crazy to imagine. But that it really could bring on a lot of the signs of the second coming and definitely darkness because it did then. Yeah, it is interesting, though, when we read the scriptures that when we don't have the lens to understand it. We do try to create it, right? We try to like draw some personal context to say, well, how could that happen? But it's also funny sometimes when I find myself doing that, just as I am right now, to kind of go back and say, you know, how even, which we've talked about this before, the concept of like in the movie Back to the Future, they didn't look to the future and see us all carrying around a little pocket device with infinite knowledge in it, right? Like, there's just things that like, (laughs) you just can't comprehend until they're there. And you're like, wait, how does that happen? But so it's kind of interesting. And they did think we'd have all like literal hoverboards. I know. But why aren't we doing that? Why don't I have a little, like, you know, the car like the Jetsons? I really wanted that. Have you ever been on a hoverboard? No. Have you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wiped out so bad. I am so impressed with your balance that you were even oh, able no, to be no, honest. No, 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 you don't know. I <laughs> wiped out so bad. <laughs> if you look up um, Mike Tyson hoverboard, you see Mike Tyson wiping out on a hoverboard. And I wiped out exactly the same way. <laughs> so if you, mine was not videotaped, but just put my face on Mike Tyson there. And that's what it looked like. I, I got skinned up. I remember I was going oh to seminary God. wearing a dress and I've got like total scabs all over my legs. I <laughs> love it. But the students must have thought you were so cool because you got that scab being on a hoverboard. I, I mean, that's that cool. actually makes you cool. I think it makes you, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> my daughter went to school in Hawaii for a couple of years. And when she was in Hawaii, when she left, she was not a skateboarder. But when she went to Hawaii, she became a skateboarder. And one day she's skateboarding across campus and hits a bump or crack or something, completely wipes out and like really, really scraped up her leg badly. So she goes to the medical office there on campus at the college. They bandage her up and then she gets back on her skateboard and starts going back home. She was there right at the end of the day. So they were actually closing the office as she left. And she said, as she's going home, the doctor drove by her and gave her the dirtiest look. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of making her cool, 
her scab became known as Africa because it was like big and it was like the shape of Africa. And she <laughs> said that people all across campus would say, hey, how's Africa? Like, it just oh, became so a thing. Funny. That's <laughs> funny. Just, so it was cool, apparently, yeah. because like she got a lot of uh, attention. Well, let's just say that in every scenario, your daughter's way cooler than I am. <laughs> way cooler. But I did get back on because I thought all my kids were there and I'm like, I need to show them that when you get down, you have to, you know, <laughs> get knocked down. You need to keep going. I kept hoverboarding really to prove a point. But after that day, I never hoverboarded again. I thought the point is proven. Do one of your kids have a hoverboard? Uh, yeah. Yep. Ethan does. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. My point is the things that we never imagine and they happen. And so that's kind of how this is. I try to put it in my mind and go, how does this happen? What does God do to create, yeah. to make that possible? But yeah, retrospect. If anyone out there knows of a way that, that we experience darkness like this, that's not a volcano. I mean, it could just be a storm, but storms are so localized in this. I don't know. Short lived. Short lived. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of what's throwing me is it gets dark every night and there's nights where there's clouds and you don't see the sun. And if you don't live near a city, it's dark, right? Like that makes sense. But this feels different. different. Yeah. This feels like there would be darkness where you would expect light. Hmm. And that to me is what's interesting. So, okay, keep going. Amos chapter eight, verse 10. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon and I will darken the earth in the clear day. Okay, well, that's the perfect example. Darkness where you'd expect to see light. Right. And do you remember when we talked about what that day, what that means? Yes, that day would be a very vague term. <laughs> yes, it is. That it, it, could be, it could be our past, it could be our present, and it could be our future, but it is the last days. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, 2 Nephi 18.22, And they shall look upon the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and shall be driven to darkness. So that one I think could be literal or spiritual. Figured. I'm yeah. going spiritual. I'm going to just vote on each one of these. You're going to vote. Second Nephi 19.2. And the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Spiritual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is darkened, and the people shall be as the fuel of the fire. No man shall spare his brother. Both. Okay. Zephaniah 1.14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteneth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty, shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble, a day of distress, a day of wasteness, a day of desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Both. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Doctrine and Covenants 133.69. I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. That one's a repeat. I mean, it's, it's the same message, different scripture. Physical. Second Nephi 15.30. And in that day, they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if they look into the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, the land is darkened in the heavens thereof. Spiritual? I would have said Physical? both. Yeah. Okay, both. <laughs> Would you like the way I just quickly pivot my answer to like, yes, you're right. Both, both. Yes. Okay. 
Now I want to read one from uh, Zechariah that is, I'm going to put it in a little context because again, it tells us when this might happen, not that it won't happen more than once, but a possible one of the times it's going to happen. Starting in verse four of um, chapter 14, it says, and his feet shall stand upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave. That's the second of the third of the three, second of the three second comings. Very good. Okay. So on that day, now we've, you know, before we were very fuzzy on when this might happen, but we do know that on that day and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall be removed toward the north and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountain mountains for the valley of the mountains shall reach to Azal. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, the king of Judah, and the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. Okay, so now we know what, what day we're talking about. And then it says, and it shall come to pass in that day that light shall not be clear nor dark, but shall be as one day, which shall be known unto the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at the evening time it shall be light. Okay, so this isn't necessarily talking about darkness, but it's it, it just was interesting to me because it's talking about like the sky on the day that Jesus saves the Jews. So again, I think that this is a time that if you're like not over there, we might not know it happened, but there are a couple of clues. Remember, first we studied before that there's going to be an earthquake that's felt around the world. Like that earthquake, we feel everywhere, but there's also a sign in the heavens. Yeah, I think the earthquake should be enough to wake us up that it's happened if everyone's feeling it. But yeah, the signs in the heavens is... Is interesting. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that yeah. light shall not be clear nor dark, but shall be as one day which shall be known to the Lord, nor night, but it shall come to pass that that evening time it shall be light. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm sticking it in the podcast on darkness, but I think it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting that the light's not clear, so it's not like it's bright, but it's not dark. And, and again, when it shouldn't be. So at evening time, it should always be dark, period, right? Mm-hmm. But at that, at evening, it shall be light. We read in the Book of Mormon, and we always know that they were looking for a day and a night and a day that there was no dark, you know, when they knew that, that Jesus was born over in Jerusalem here on yeah. the American continent. And I think that in a kind of similar way that we over here might know that that happened because there's an abnormal time in the sky because we can think of a a, you know a few different ways that there could be darkness when it should be light but how do you justify lightness when it should be dark i was just sitting here trying to figure that out other than fire because the electricity is not going to be working right it's not like everyone's got their lights on or something like it's well no the electricity could be working this is just talking about the second no after that after that earthquake uh-huh. around these electricity will be working i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's around the world i don't know um anyway it's just kind of interesting isn't it it is it is yeah that's just the little list that i have come across like i said without even searching i'm sure there are more that kind of say similar things if i actually looked for them but there's going to be darkness at some at some point. Yeah. 
So what is the takeaway from that? Have a flashlight? Well, I was thinking that maybe we should buy those grow lights, the ones that people use to make uh, grow marijuana in their basements. <laughs> I'm not familiar, but I'm well, that's a little intrigued by the fact that you are. No, because <laughs> people will get busted for having like marijuana growing in their basements. You don't know. or not, not in Colorado. No, because it's legal there. Um, <laughs> It might even be legal here now. I don't even know. But <laughs> but if there was darkness like there was with Mount Tambora to the point where it was causing a famine, mm-hmm. that's when you need the grow lights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't. I'm, I'm. I was just joking that that's our takeaway. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think it's interesting to kind of be looking. You know, if we're still alive when Jesus saves the Jews, uh, that when we're looking for that day when night comes and it's still a little light, mm-hmm. I don't know, just knowing that for keeping our eyes out for the signs in the heavens that way, uh, I think will be interesting. Yeah. And I think that for on the other side of darkness, when we talk about that spiritual darkness, I think that the effort to not allow that spiritual darkness to exist in us does require a constant vigilance of preparation, you know, really preparing ourselves for the second coming and being actively engaged in that cause of preparation. Yeah, I think so. I wanted to share a couple of quotes actually from the same talk, but it kind of talks about what we're just saying. So this is this is from Ezra Taft Benson. And it, this talk was given when I was 12 years old. So you would have, how, how many years younger? You're three years younger. So you would have been nine, right? Okay. And it's entitled, Prepare Yourself for the Great Day of the Lord. So he said, Youth of Zion. So I think he's, he's talking to us. Do you realize you are living in the days of the fulfillment of these signs and wonders? You are among those who will see many of these prophecies fulfilled. Just as certain as was the destruction of the temple at Jerusalem and the scattering of the Jews, so shall the words of the Savior be certain to your generation. And then later in the talk, he says, will you be among those who are faithful to the end? And I think that's what you're referring to, you know, that that's how we avoid this darkness. Will you endure? Are you prepared? Can you live in the world and not partake of the sins of the world? Will you arise and shine forth as the Lord has commanded? Will you be a light? and a standard for the nations. I like how he he actually talks about how people can be a light when we're referring to all of this darkness. We know you can. We pray you will. We have every confidence that you, the rising generation, will not falter. I repeat, you were valiant spirits reserved for this exceptional time. Make the choice. Rise to the task of this momentous hour. I think that that's uh, great to imagine that each of us can be a light and that we were asked to be. And in a world where there might experience increasing darkness, both literal and figurative, that that each of us can be a light. I love that. And it made me think, as we've talked before, Christine and I are recording these kind of in advance. And so this happens to be Palm Sunday that we are recording this. And this morning, President Nelson put out a short little five-minute video on hope and peace and really just talked about the ability that we have to feel peace in a world that doesn't necessarily always emanate it. 
that we can emanate that. And so I think that just kind of really reinforces that concept and principle of like, we can be a light to those around us. We can offer peace and hope to those. And I think that that is just a cool role that we can play as we prepare for the second coming. I love that. I didn't even realize today was Palm Sunday. Um, Easter is next week, Christine. You have kids. You have to know these things. I know. I cannot know because my kids are all older. If I forget, I'm just like, ah, you're too old anyway. And I do find, I do find in this stage of empty nesting that legit, (laughs) legit holidays like sneak up on me because I don't have to prepare. You can't do that. (laughs) I know. I actually was going to mail Natalie an Easter package yesterday, but now it looks like I'm going to have to do something from Amazon Prime and it won't be as cute. (laughs) But Amazon Prime is amazing. I'm going to tell you what, my son son served a mission in the US and so I could Amazon Prime anything. In fact, he even lived in an area where I could do Amazon Fresh and I'd send him groceries sometimes. Really? Yeah, which was great. But my daughter served internationally and I could not Amazon Prime anything to her. And it was actually really funny. I did get, she was in Poland and I did get an Amazon like Europe kind of membership so that I could send her things. They did not show in two days or anywhere close to two days, but they could get there in two weeks. And so that's something. Sometimes I would do that. Well, one time she really wanted, and I'm a little bit scared putting this on a podcast because maybe there's a reason for this, but she really wanted hot chocolate, really wanted hot chocolate, could not find it in the stores there. And I'm like, well, I'll just send you some on Amazon Prime. So I hop on Amazon Prime. I put it in my cart. And then when I went to go check out, it would not let me check out because it was not allowed to be delivered to that country. Oh, yeah. That's what happens if you try to put an incandescent light bulb in your cart and have it sent to California. Really? Seriously. Or like a toilet with a certain amount of water per flush. Interesting. It just disappears. Yeah, well, that's hot chocolate in Poland for some reason. But I, sure. I think yeah. people are missing out. So for any of my friends in Poland, I'm yeah, sorry like, y'all don't have hot chocolate. Why can't they have hot chocolate? Hmm. I don't know. Ah, Well, should we close with an umbrella scripture? Yeah, let's close it out with an umbrella scripture. Today's is from Nahum, chapter mm-hmm. 1, verse 7. And it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Short and sweet, but I love it. So it's talking about a day of trouble, but know that the Lord is our stronghold and he knoweth them that trust in him. I just love that reminder that he knows us and that he's looking out for us. He is. And I love that use of the word trust, reminding us that this isn't about proclaiming that we believe in Jesus Christ. This is, do you believe me and trust me? I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Coming with Kim and Christine. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.